You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from Dave & Buster's at Tempe Marketplace with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards is the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. The start of the college football season is upon us. 72 hours from now, the Arizona State Sun Devils will kick off their 2022 season when they host their in-state FCS rivals from Flagstaff, the Lumberjacks of Northern Arizona University, coached by one-time ASU assistant coach Chris Ball. We invite you to join us for the next hour as we preview the 2022 Sun Devils and their season opener here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, privileged to begin my 25th season as the radio play-by-play broadcaster for Sun Devil football. And with me is Herm Edwards, about to begin his fifth season as Arizona State's head football coach. Herm, great to see you. It just seemed, did it seem to you like the summer and the offseason zipped by or no? It went by fast. It's good to see you. 25 years, huh? That's something. Well, that's really, that's, that's like a outstanding. Long, a long time around the block. And uh, the folks at uh, in the athletic department asked, uh, why don't you write an article uh, for the website, which I just did and it posted this past week on your top 25 moments in the first 25 years and uh, it posted last thursday i think it'd be a good read for fans uh, a trip down memory lane and some of the games you've coached in were in my list the oregon win in uh, 2019 okay, yeah. and a territorial cup come from behind victory over arizona in 2018 well very good i'm glad i made the list you are in there and uh, well represented i might add very we good. have a new home and a new night for our show this season starting tonight And continuing all season long, all aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, will come your way live from Dave and Buster's in Tempe Marketplace. We are delighted to have uh, Dave and Buster's along to help uh, bring you Coach Edwards' radio show. As for the new night, now tonight's show airing on a Monday, obviously, due to the Sun Devils' Thursday season opener with NAU. But starting next week, our show will originate live from Dave & Buster's on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. for the remainder of the season. So we invite you to join us live here at the restaurant or join us on the radio. And uh, once again, we are joined by our friends on uh, Facebook Live as well. So that's another way that you can follow the program. Our guests tonight are good ones in the second year of his second stint at Arizona State and his first season as the Devils' defensive coordinator, Coach Donnie Henderson will join us later on to preview ASU's 2022 defensive unit. And also dropping by will be two of Donnie's defensive players and two of the 43 newcomers on this 2022 Sun Devil team as safeties Chris Edmonds and Corey Bethley will drop by for a visit. Now our show is formatted just like a football game in quarters, so off we go with the first quarter of tonight's season opening show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, the first quarter. As we say hello again to Coach Herm Edwards, boy Herm, the landscape of college football, how much has changed? I know for me in the 25 years I've been on this job, how much has it changed in the last five or six months? Uh, Things like uh, NIL, transfer portal, conference realignment, uh, uh, dominating the narrative in the offseason. What's it been like for you, your players, your program, to process all that? It must be good to just get to the point now where you can start playing some football games. Well, you said it. I think for the fan base and for everyone that loves college football, um, we're going to play football now. And we don't have to worry about all that stuff. We have a schedule. Um, We get to play Thursday night uh, against an opponent. 
who actually beat Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of interesting. They played them in 2016, the Arizona State Sun Devils. And uh, going into the third quarter, it was thirteen. It was thirteen to six. Yeah. So I, I think that um, our team is well aware of the opponent, and uh, as you said, they're well coached. Uh, they'll be excited about uh, coming in and play us. And, and as we mentioned, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. But their head coach, Chris Ball, former Sun Devil assistant. Their offensive coordinator is Aaron Flugrad, former Sun Devil wide receiver and uh, a member of, uh, I believe, Todd Graham's staff for a couple of years. And, Ro- and Aaron's dad, Robin Flugrad, is their tight ends coach and assistant head coach, and he was uh, an associate of Donnie Henderson's <laughs> on that 1996 Rose Bowl staff. And, and three better people you'll not meet than uh, Chris yes. Ball and the Flugrads. Mm-hmm. They, they were actually at our, our – we had a 7-on-7 tournament. We invited uh, a bunch of high school kids and uh, teams uh, and, and met all, all those guys. They were there, obviously, looking at athletes. Mm-hmm. All right. I mentioned the number, 43 newcomers. How challenging was that for you and your staff to assimilate so many new guys into your program at once? Well, it reminds me a lot of the NFL free agency. And it was just a matter of going into a dark room and standing there for about a month for six weeks looking at tape wow and these two gentlemen that are sitting in the audience were, were two of the guys that we spotted and uh we, we were well aware of what we were going to do by the way you know losing that many players last year um a lot of a lot of seniors uh, a team that uh, 11 guys signed nfl contracts all of them uh, graduated and then there were some guys that that went into the portal so uh, our idea was look we we can't go in and try to recruit a bunch of high school guys right now. we got to replace this roster with some guys with some experience. So we went and got into the portal. Uh, we were fortunate to get uh, some really talented players uh, also in the JC level. So we kind of hit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, going forward, obviously, we'll get back into the high school mode, but it was a, a way that you could replenish your football team. And through college football, you can see a lot of teams have changed. I think in the Pac-12 alone, there's only two quarterbacks out of the 12 teams that actually played for that team last wow. year. Wow. That's Two. stunning. Everyone yeah. else has new quarterbacks in yeah. the Pac-12. Yeah. I mean, that's a stunning yeah. stat. I've, yeah. I've done a little advanced research on every other team in the league, and you go up and down the league, and it's staggering to see the number of names of guys that were somewhere else, either in the Pac or in a big-time Division One school last year. Yeah. It's just that's, that's what college football is right now, and, and you have to embrace it and say, well, what are we going to do about it? And then you got to go to work. One of the storylines that has emerged this month, I think, with your team, and it's to a man your players have talked about it, is for so many newcomers, this team seems to have bonded very quickly. Do you get that sense? And I'm wondering, to what would you attribute the fact that they, these guys from different places have come together so quickly as a unit? Well, it's almost like the first day of school. You know, when you go from junior high school to high school, and you walk on campus and you go, there's a lot of people I don't know here, so I, I better start introducing myself. That was a kind of our team. People, they were coming. Some came in the spring and then some came in the summer. Did you have to do, hi, my it, name it was, is yeah, little name tags? Had, well, it's funny you say that because actually in spring football, I said, you know, in the NFL, when you bring all those rookies in, you put their name on the front of the helmet on a piece of tape. I right. said, we might have to do that mm-hmm. because there's so many new guys. But I think the camaraderie of this team really kind of, came together on, on its own it's just the culture of it all where guys were coming from different places and a lot of guys played against each other or whatever it may be but it's a really tight football team so you've had just about a month to get ready I think august 3rd i believe was your first practice uh, ready to play a game 
this uh, Thursday. What's your gut feeling about your team from what you've seen, Herm? I think that uh, we're excited about the opportunity to play um, on both sides of the ball. We have new coaches as well, and I think the thing that I'm looking forward to is when the lights come on Thursday night, how do we react to all this? Right? Yeah. How, how do we play? Because we haven't played together. You know, we just this staff hasn't coached together a game yet, and mm-hmm. the players haven't played together. And I think uh, the anxiety of that is part of what, what gets you going. And then when the lights come on, we just have to make sure that we that we play in a sense of urgency but calmness. Mm-hmm. You always have to have a sense of urgency, but you have to be calm. Yeah. And and that's going to be my job to make sure that on the sideline and on the headsets, guys are calm because you know. You, we haven't played together, and that's going to be the fun of it, watching us grow as a football team. I had a, I really enjoyed listening to your press conference today because you were asked about that comment you made about uh, the anxiety level, and you made a great comment. Maybe you could uh, kind of sum it up here, how anxiety really isn't a bad thing to have right now. Well, I think in life you have to have anxiety. It keeps you alive. I mean, you wake up with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I told <laughs> the press conference, I told, told him, you know, Every day deserves to have a chance to be a good day. I mean, that's how I wake up. I really do. I believe that. I truly, in my heart, I believe that when I get up. Every day deserves a chance to be a good day. And so that's how I kind of start my day. Now, there's some things that happen, right? And they might not be so good, but at the end, you got to get up thinking, you know, today's a good day. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you get up and say, oh, today's a lousy day? It's not a lousy day. It's a good day. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and then you deal with whatever you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Now, Donnie is going to be here later, so I figure he can give us the lowdown on the defense. I wanted to talk to you for a bit about your offense. Uh, you lose Jaden Daniels in the transfer portal. You're three-year starting quarterback. He's now at LSU. Uh, you had a lot of guys in that room. How important was it to go out and find a veteran Division One starting quarterback, as you did in former uh, Florida Gator Emory Jones, who will be your guy under center on Thursday night? Very important because – you don't want to put that burden on, on a young quarterback. With so many other positions that were in flux, you think about the wide receivers, right? I mean, we've been fortunate to have some pretty good receivers here. I mean, two of them went in the first round. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and some, So now it's a young group of receivers, a new group of tight ends. For the most part, a couple running backs that, that, that are kind of new, right? Mm-hmm. A brand-new offensive line to put a young quarterback in that position that hasn't played, that's a tough spot, right? So you needed a guy with some experience that has played. We're fortunate to get the guy that we got. And um, it, it, it wasn't – I wouldn't say it was difficult so much, but I think the conversation that I had with him and his mom were, were very important when they visited us. And he just felt like he could come here. And I told him, I said, look, he didn't come in the spring either now. That's Right, right. And the kind of player he is is, I mean, he earned the respect of this football team with his work ethic. Mm-hmm. You think about a guy that's been here for two, three months, he's a team captain. That's something. I mean, that's how much he embraced this football team and the team embraced him. Now, some of these guys have played against him, mm-hmm. right? I get all that, but it was still, it's, it's kind of a unique situation for him. For I, can, I can tell you that he told me when I asked him what drew him to Arizona State, he felt like this you, your staff, everybody, he felt like he had support here and he wanted to go to a program that, in his words, would have his back. That was a big conversation, there's no doubt. And that was between um, Emory and his mom and myself. And that was a long conversation in my office. And it was one that was, you know, that was needed for them mm-hmm. to, to make a decision. And, and I think that's what, what helped them. You lose a, a 
Terrific running back, Rashad White, in my opinion, was as good as any player in the Pac-12 a year ago now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you bring in, a, uh, I think, a guy that's going to be fun to watch this year, Xavier, I guess we'll just call him X, X. Uh, Valaday from Wyoming, uh, rushed for over 3,700 yards, the number two all-time rusher in Wyoming history. He's legit. He is. He's a very good football player, and he's another guy. He's from Chicago. He's from, I didn't know that when we first started yeah. talking. He's from Chicago, and is a, a, an excellent football player and, and has leadership qualities as well. But Nagata is a guy that, that he's trying to kind of change his body since his first year. And um, this young player that we got, White, this Tevin White, White kid, mm-hmm. I tell you what, he reminds me a lot of that guy you just talked about in Tampa Bay. Wow. Wow. Same dimensions as, as size-wise, and just you see him getting confidence every day. And from the spring to right now, he's a different football player. You have a new offensive coordinator. What kind of uh, offense can we expect to see from Glenn Thomas's unit this well, year? Well, I, I think our stable, and, and since we've been here, is we've been fortunate to have good running backs. And I'm a run guy. I mean, I want to throw pass. I want to score. You, you know, you, you run to win, throw passes to score. Right. you got to run the ball. And so – he understands that. I mean, you know, and, and he very and, and I think what I like about our offense, it, it's the quarterback goes under center. When's the last time you saw that? Yeah. Right? And yeah. So like, we actually go in a huddle. How about that? <laughs> so the guy's got to go in the huddle. <laughs> Google it, folks. Oh, huddle. Boy. It's like, what is that? Yeah. Are they, are they stalling? No, we're in a huddle. Now we can go fast, you know, but it's, it's, it's funny. It, it's multidimensional. We can open it up. We can close it down. We can run it. We have tight ends involved in this package. Um, it, it's going to be fun to watch. You'll have a new offensive line, uh, two returning starters, Ladarius Henderson at left guard. Ben Scott moves from right tackle to center, several D1 transfers. I get the sense if that line develops, you should be able to run the football again this year, don't you? Think? Yeah, and, and, and that was a big help, getting a lot of these veteran guys um, uh, to, to come here. Uh, because we had some young offensive linemen that are developing. And, and, and most we were fortunate. You know, when you think about Ben and Ladarius come in as freshmen and start, mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't happen a whole lot with offensive linemen. Uh, so we needed some veteran guys, and, and we were able to get those guys. And Des Holmes, uh, the right mm-hmm. tackle from my alma mater, Penn State University. Boy, what a, he, he really looked like he became a leader really quickly. I saw him several times at your practices this month where – you know, if, if things weren't going so well with his unit, he'd let the guys know about it. No, and, and it, it's a it's a good group. There's and, and and what's great about it, there's about seven, eight of them, and you can rotate them, and they, they can all play Multiple different positions, positions which yeah. is good. You know, and Coach Cavs did a nice job of of really uh, making those guys understand that there's there's seven of them that are going to be in that rotation of playing a lot. We have lots more coming your way on tonight's season opening edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards presented by Coors Light. ASU defensive coordinator Donnie Henderson will drop by a bit later on to preview his Sun Devil defense. But up next, we'll visit with two newcomers to the Arizona State secondary as safeties Corey Bethley and Chris Edmonds will join us. But first, let's take a timeout here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Broadcasting live from the new home of All Aboard, Dave and Buster's at Tempe Marketplace, a great place for food and family fun. We welcome you back to the 2022 season opening edition of All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards talking Arizona State football on this Monday evening. And uh, 
I'm Tim Healy, your host, welcoming you back. Glad you joined us this evening. And again, a reminder that starting next week, the show will move to its permanent home of Wednesday night, 7 to 8, here at Dave & Buster's. Time now to meet tonight's guests, two of the many newcomers on this year's Sun Devil football team. Arizona State lost all four of its starters in the secondary from a year ago, but the addition of the two young men you're about to meet, both of them safeties, certainly helps compensate for the players who departed. Our first guest comes from Phoenix City, Alabama, and transferred to ASU from Samford University in Birmingham, Alabama, where he was an FCS All-American in the spring of 2021, as well as a finalist for the Buck Buchanan Award as the nation's top defensive player in the FCS. Between Samford's spring and fall seasons in 21, he had a total of seven interceptions. It is a pleasure to welcome to the show and welcome to Arizona State Safety Chris Edmonds. Chris, how are you, buddy? Good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Great to visit with you, and we'll talk to you in a second. Our other guest, also a safety, also a transfer. He spent the last four seasons playing at the University of Hawaii, where last year he was a first-team All-Mountain West Conference pick. He had uh, 100 tackles on the year, ranked fourth nationally with his five interceptions. But get this number. In 2021, he played a total of 1,037 snaps, the most of any safety in the nation and the most by any safety in the FBS in the last six years. He comes from Don Lugo High School in Chino, California. Say hello to safety Corey Bethley. Corey, how are you, bud? Doing good. Thank you for having me. Thanks, thanks for coming on and joining us. I'm going to ask each of you, Corey, you go first. Uh, what were the factors that um, led you to the transfer portal and then ultimately led you here to Arizona State? Um, ultimately, uh, I ended up in the transfer portal. Um, we had a, a lot of stuff going on at the University of Hawaii. Um, so just praying about it and talking with my family, we just felt it was best to, for me to explore my, uh, my, uh, some options. And uh, ended up here. Um, extremely thankful for Coach Herm for the opportunity. And just I ended up choosing here the coaching staff and just the, the culture they have here is great. Um, and for me to be able to spend my last year here uh, was definitely an easy choice for me to make. Chris, how about you? What led you to the transfer portal and uh, to Arizona State? Um, so what led me to the transfer portal was just trying to, you know what I'm saying, pursue my dreams and make it to the NFL. And I felt like taking that step to enter the portal to go to, an, to a higher level of college football was just that, that best next step. And what led me to Arizona State was kind of the same as what Kate Corey said, uh, the culture here, um, just this coaching style, man, like this – best coaching staff of college football with all the NFL experience mm-hmm. that you have on the staff. So I feel like it was a no-brainer in my decision as well. Uh, Chris, you can talk about this first, but I look at both of you guys, and i got to believe you're a little bit extra motivated to play this year and show what you can do. For you, Chris, showing that an FCS guy can make it at the Division One uh, Power 5 level, how do you feel about that? Um, I feel like, you know, that's something that I've always carried with me since I've been in college. Uh, even when it was, I was at my last school and I had to play against the bigger schools, the FBS schools, it's just extra motivation, but you know you know what I'm saying? So I've always just carried that kind of chip on my shoulder. How about you, Corey? I see you're nodding your head when Chris said that. Uh, you were at a, uh, a football bowl subdivision school in Hawaii, but I guess they're in the what you'd call the group of five, the Mountain West Conference. Uh, what's the motivation for you now that you're playing in a Power 5 school at the Pac-12 level? Yeah, um... Really just having that chip on your shoulder, like Chris was saying, you know. Um, 
often for like group of fives we are often overlooked sometimes and there's a lot of great talent in that uh, group of five and at the fcs level so i mean just coming here and just being able to showcase uh like my talents and abilities that i was blessed with uh so yeah how about that number that we mentioned over a thousand snaps that you played last year in fact in his career uh cory has been on the field for almost 27 hundred snaps most of any returning fbs safety in the nation second most of any returning fbs player at any defensive position what does that say about you in terms of what you can bring to a football team and what you'll bring to this asu defense um i really just say experience um i've had uh, multiple different coaches and played in a couple of different defenses so i just say just that experience and leadership ability um to be able to make calls and make checks um you know so I think that that's a, a big thing that I, I bring to this team. Chris, uh, how would you describe your style of play to fans who haven't seen you play? What can we expect to see from the guy who will be wearing a number five for the Sun Devils this year on defense? Uh, I feel like I'm a, a very versatile safety. Uh, I'm a you know I'm a bigger defensive back, uh, very rangy. You know what I'm saying? I can come down to cover, uh, could be in the box, come down to fit, make tackles. So very versatile safety. How about your stock, Corey? Uh, you, you have so many dimensions to your game. Like we said, over 100 tackles, five interceptions a year ago. You have, uh, you have the ball hawking potential. How would you describe your style of play on the field? Um, I would say physical. I mean, that's my that's what I think my game bases off of, my physicality um, and just being able to play hard and, and roam the field and, and tackle and just lead by example. I think uh, that's what I strive my game on. Chris, what's your scouting report on your Sun Devil secondary? How do you feel the group has come together through fall camp? Uh, I feel like we're a very versatile group. Uh, we got a lot of guys that can play a lot of different positions, and I think that's great. I feel like we have a lot of uh, great depth in the room as well. Like, if one guy goes down, we have another guy that can step up, and it's not like he's we're losing that step because that guy is just as good as the guy who, if, who went down. So I feel like that's great for us. Corey, I know Coach Herm said today at his press conference that it's the plan all year to basically rotate about eight guys in that secondary. What's your take on the position group and how they've come together? Man, I think we've, we've had a great uh, spring and fall camp. Um, and like Chris said, the versatility of this group is, is crazy. Um, and I think when you have that in the secondary, it's scary because you never know mm -hmm. what you're going to get. Um, and, you know, we have great leaders in the secondary room. And, you know, I think we're just ready to, to go to work the, the first game. You know, we've worked hard and just ready to go out there and have fun. Corey, how about your take on the guys in front of you, the front seven on that defense? There's a lot of depth in that defensive line yeah. room. Not as much depth at linebacker, but your starting three is really good. Yes, definitely. Um, that whole front seven, um, just having, you know, the ability, I feel like, uh, defense, the defensive line and DBs, you know, it's like your best friends because they get pressure, they make our job easier. And mm -hmm. man, seeing them boys work and run to the ball, it, it's crazy to see. And I'm excited to see them get after it. Chris, how good can this defense be? Do you think? Last year, Arizona State had the number one rated defense in the Pac-12 conference. Right, and I feel like that's the, uh, you know, those guys set that standard there last year. So that's definitely the standard this year to uh, uphold that and you know be the number one defense in the country. That's you know what I'm saying. That's what we. That's the standard we hold ourselves to. We want to be great. Now, of course, uh, some of the preseason prognostications have not been kind to the Sun Devils. The media picked them to finish 10th in the Pac-12. Chris, when you see stuff like that, is that anything that motivates you? Do you ignore it? How do you guys treat that? Uh, it, we definitely use it as uh, motivation, you know. I mean, you, we like to see stuff like that. Uh, people doubting us and not thinking we're going to be as good. So, well, just seeing that, you know, we have we put it up in our weight room just so we can see it every day to see people doubt us. So just use it as extra motivation. Yes, sir.
How about you, Corey? How do you treat stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, like Chris said, you know, you see that every day. But uh, I think it's big to, to block out the outside noise sometimes, too. Um, and just, you know, we know we've worked hard. We put in a lot of work this off season, um, And we've come together great as a team. So, I mean, it's really just going to show Thursday night uh, what we've been working for this whole off season. Chris, I get that sense. This team is really anxious to show people what they can do. How do you feel about that? Uh, yes, sir. I, I think we are all very anxious to just get on the field and just showcase, like, what we've been working, like Corey said, we've been working on all our season, like how we've all come together. Like this great, this group is just like we're so close as a team, especially as the defense. Like, so I feel like we're just like very, just like ready to just get out there and finally play. Well, you heard me say that Corey, uh, prior to coming to Arizona State, played at the University of Hawaii, and for the last couple of years, his head coach was none other than former Sun Devil head coach Todd Graham. And, uh, Corey, you and I were chatting a couple weeks ago. You had a good relationship with Coach Graham. Talk about that. Yeah, um, Coach Graham, uh, he taught me a lot um, off the, on the field and off the field as well. And ultimately, I think, helped me just elevate my game from a, a mental aspect, um, X's and O's. Um, so, yeah, I'm extremely thankful uh, to have had, be coached by him. And, yeah, I definitely learned a lot from him. Chris, what have you learned from uh, Coach Henderson, your coordinator, and, uh, and the, your Sun Devil uh, coaches so far? Uh, just I would say being here in the time I've been here, my football IQ has grown tremendously just being around the coaches. And, like, Coach Henderson, he just, like, he has great knowledge for the game with the X and O's and all that stuff. So just being here, like, he's increased my football knowledge, like, tremendously. Well, Chris, you spent most of your life, I guess, in the deep south, huh? What's yeah. the What's the transition to the desert been like for you? How do you like uh, it out it's, here? It's been cool. It's been smooth. You know, I'm loving it out here. So I'm loving it out here. It's you know, it's it's very hot, but like I can I can deal with it. I'm loving it out here. Corey, you heard us talk about how the newcomers, uh, how this team is bonded so closely. As a newcomer, what's your perspective on that? Why do you think that is? Is it just the welcoming feeling you got from the veterans that were here, or what? What to what would you attribute that? Uh, honestly, I would say just the culture. Like, that culture is already established. Um, so when we got here, like, we just – everybody welcomed us with open open arms, and, you know, we just fit right in. You know, everybody was really accepting, and we just had to come in and be ourselves. That's what Coach Herm told us on our official visit. So that's what we came in and did, and she has been working smooth since. Yes, indeed. Chris, uh, what's that feeling going to be like running out of the tunnel Thursday night in your first uh, game as an FBS player? Uh, I can't wait. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This type of day that I've prayed for, you know what I'm saying? So I can't wait. Uh, one of, uh, Jordan, he showed me, like, a video of, like, how they came out, like, the first game of the season last year, and it gave me chills just seeing all the fans and the student station and all that. So I'm, I'm very excited. Well, we're excited to have you fellas here at Arizona State. I think you're going to be great Sun Devils. We're anxious to see you play in the secondary this year. How about it, folks? Chris Edmonds, Corey Bethley, our guests, two new safeties. Fellas, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Good to see you. Up next, we'll visit with ASU defensive coordinator Donnie Henderson. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Now this time out here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, the third quarter. We continue now with tonight's season-opening installment of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, coming your way from our new home for Coach Herm's weekly radio show, Dave and Buster's at Tempe Marketplace. I'm Tim Healy, the radio voice of the Sun Devil football team and your host for this evening. We're glad you joined us. And uh, starting next week, the show, again, as a reminder, will move to its new regular time Wednesday nights. 7 to 8 
uh, for all aboard. It's always a pleasure to spend a few moments visiting with our next guest on tonight's show, a gentleman who is in the second year of his second stint as an assistant coach at Arizona State. From 1992 to 97, he was a member of the Sun Devil staff, headed by the late, great Bruce Snyder, and helped guide Arizona State to the 1996 Pac-12 championship and a Rose Bowl date at Ohio, against Ohio State. Nearly a quarter century later, following a distinguished career coaching in the NFL, he returned to ASU in 2021. He coached the Sun Devils secondary last year, and now this year he is the defensive coordinator, a job he previously held under Herm Edwards when both were with the New York Jets. Always great to welcome Coach Donnie Henderson to the show. Great to see you, Donnie. How you hey, been? I'm great, Tim. Thank you for for that introduction. Um, you know, we go way back. We sure do. Um, 92. I, I was starting to think of... Uh, you know, there probably aren't a whole lot of people in the athletic department, Donnie, other than you, me, and maybe a handful of others that were around for the uh, 96 Rose Bowl. Huh? Oh, yeah, that, that's true. I was just looking at uh, Waldestat. He, he was he was around, and uh, yes, Collins was here, and, and yep. a couple of guys. TC was here, so yeah. yeah. It's not many left, but yep. I'm sure there's a few that still hangs around. And how, how cool is it for you to be back at Arizona State coaching now after all these years? Well... You know, I never left when it's all said and done. You know, I got here in 92. Right. Uh, my wife and son stayed here. I had to move around a little bit. So being in the Valley has been great, and being associated with ASU football is even better. You know, it's when you when that's all you do is think about football, mm-hmm. and you're happy where you live, and you're working with great people and young student athletes, it, it, it's always good. That kind of sums up a, a good life to me. You know, it oh, sounds I, I, like, you know, uh, you can't have it a whole lot better. Well, I that, tell you, you know? what, football's been, meant a lot to me. Uh, it's put my family in a great position and myself, and it's, uh, it's, it's, I, it's a dream come true. Now, as we mentioned, this is the second time you've been a D coordinator under Herm, uh, doing so for the New York Jets back in, I think it was 2004 and five. What clicks between you and Herm? What makes that relationship work so well? Well, he's real and genuine, and uh, it makes makes working fun. Uh, at the same time, you learn a lot. Uh, great leader, um, and when and when you work in an environment like that, you learn a lot, and you appreciate the people you work for. That's great to hear. Um, Herm has told a story this summer, which uh, I think is pretty funny. He has a phrase he uses when he describes uh, his quarterback, Emory Jones, uh, saying that Emory occasionally, one of the reasons he got the job is his ability to go off script and make plays <laughs> off script. However, he also says that as a defensive coordinator, you occasionally go off script, and he says that makes him nervous. <laughs> why, why is that? Uh, you, you know, Herm tells a lot of stories now. You know that, right? <laughs> Well, when I worked for him at, uh, with the Jets, there was times where, you know, we, we have a sheet of paper and we script what we're going to write down and the plays we're going to get a, uh, go against the offense. Well, there was times when the offense was beating us up a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and I looked at my script and I would say things like, eh, you know, I'm, we're not doing well. And so I would say, Coach, I'm off the script. So, <laughs> you know, we were getting ready to play football now. And so that script that we had, yeah, you better get ready because I'm <laughs> off of it. And then I start blitzing and doing little bringing crazy pressure. Yeah. yeah, I start bringing it. And, uh, that, so he tells that story about it all the time, and he says it now that uh, I'm always off the script. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
Give us your overview of your defensive unit now. Sure. You've been through nearly a month. Uh, this defense was the strength of this football team. This was the number one rated defense in the Pac-12 a year ago. How do you feel about your group this summer? Well, I'll tell you what now. I, I'm, I'm fortunate to have this group. Um, when, I, when I put it together and I look at them every day, there's some things that come to mind. You know, it's, it's their attitude. They've got great attitude. It's their effort and their toughness. Um, they communicate well with each other. Uh, they like each other, which is important because it's hard to play football if you don't like the guy beside you. Yeah. Um, we have guys that just came in and, and fit right in and made it really competitive for the other guys. Um, and, when you, and when you line up and you watch them and, and, and they do everything they're supposed to do when it's right, you say, boy, this is going to be a pretty good football team. Now, there are some times when they don't do everything right now. Right, right. Uh, don't get me wrong, but, but when, when it all clicks, uh, it's fun to watch. Your defensive line, even with the loss of a really great leader and great kid and Mike Matus out for the year with a knee injury, uh, you have a lot of depth in that room. I think you have a great D-line coach and yep. uh, Coach Robert yep. Rodriguez. Uh, give me your take on the D-line as you head into the well, season. Well, it's like you said, when Matus left, he was a leader. Uh, not only our defense, but I, I believe the team. I yeah. mean, you know, that's I one agree. guy that stands up in front, and guess what? He brings people together, and he goes out, and he cares about people. So it's a loss in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the old cliche, though, that, you know, the next man up. Right. And that gave some guys some opportunities to, to perform. And uh, the younger guys in particular, um, they've, they've stepped up and, you know, they don't always do it right. But I'll tell you what, their effort is great. And, again, with Rob coaching them, uh, Rodriguez, you know, they, they like Rob. And, and that's important, too. If you like your coach, you're going you're gonna to try to perform for him. And, and one thing about those guys, what Rob asks them to do, they, they normally do it. Yeah. And I, I made the remark to him, and he agreed with me early in camp when I said, Coach, it looks to me like you have a lot of guys in your room who have a chance to be really good players someday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we got some guys up front that, uh, you know, last year when people talk about our, our defense, it was the secondary. You know, it was the strength. Uh, when you think about our defense this year, it's the D-line. Uh, you know, you, you got four or five guys there that can get after, and then they love football, and, and they're big, and they're strong, and they're quick, and they can change directions. Um, so that's where the strength is, in my opinion, this year. It's, it's our D-line. So we, we got about oh, five, six, seven, maybe eight guys that we, we're looking at plan on a rotation basis mm-hmm. to make sure everybody's fresh and ready to go. So, uh, yeah, that, that to me is our strength. And you're going to have a rotation set up in the secondary. You said the secondary, which you coached, was a strength last year. You lose all four starters, and yet I think you have some young talent at the back end. How do you feel about that group? Well, I tell you what, these two young men that just came in, they made that strong, that secondary much stronger. Um, they came in with leadership abilities. They, they, they communicate very well. They knew exactly where they wanted to go and what they came here for. Um, and then we look at the overall picture of the younger guys that we've had. Um, these guys came in along with some other, other veterans and really molded that secondary. Because, you know, we had some young guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, we, we graduated four guys that, that would have played a lot of football, and the younger guys didn't really get a lot of – uh, playing time, but they had experience. Mm-hmm. But when you get guys like like the two that two safeties that came in, it makes it a lot easier to coach. Boy, and uh, I'm anxious to see those safeties play. Now your linebacking group, not a position of a lot of depth, but boy, your starting group pretty doggone solid. And two of your co-captains are linebackers, Merlin Robertson and Kyle Soley. And those two guys been here a long time. You know, veteran guys. 
played a lot of football. Um, they like football. Again, uh, they communicate well. They give great efforts, things like that. Uh, their leadership is good. Um, physical guys, really physical. And, and, you know, when you play linebacker, you got to be able to get downhill and strike people. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they're not afraid to do that. And then they can drop in coverage and, and those type of things and look receivers up and, and put it, smash them a little bit too. How has Merlin Robertson changed? He's uh, now a fifth-year senior. I think a lot of our fans know he's got two young kids. Uh, there seems to be a, ma- a quiet uh, maturity about him this year. What have you noticed about Merlin? Just what you said. He's matured. You know, over the years, you know, it takes time sometimes to develop who you are. And, and you have to go through phases. And, and I think since he's been here, uh, he's, he, he's taken steps every year to be where he is now. Now, he's got to continue to grow, mm-hmm. but uh, when, when, you, when you listen to him, he doesn't say much, first of all. When he plays, uh, you look at him like, wow, there's Merlin. And, I, we, you know, we made we, defensive staff, we voted for the most improved player since the spring or since last year, let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe he was one of the guys that has stepped wow. forward and, and just really taken over the position itself. I think he's poised to have an outstanding season this year. And let's not forget Kyle Soley's younger brother, Connor Soley, is going to be the Will linebacker <laughs> this year. And it's really cool, I think, to see two brothers grew up at Saguaro, you know, Saguaro High School products in Scottsdale. Uh, family's been season ticket holders, diehard fans, and now the two brothers are starting for their Devils uh, on defense. Well, I tell you what, now they, 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 when the two brothers get to talking, you know, you got to. It's amazing. You know, it's the big brother talking to the little brother sometimes, and the little brother's looking at the big brother. But to have those two brothers playing together, I'm sure they they thought about that growing up. And uh, um, you know, the younger brother started out as a defensive back. Now, yeah, you know, that's when, right. When I first got here, we had him at defensive back, and we st- he started growing a little bit. And you know, we said to ourselves, "Hey, put him in a position where he can, you know, run and hit people." And be physical, and, and that's what he is now. The older brother, sometimes you know, you got to slow him down too. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he he. When you talk about leadership, that's him. You know, he's the he's like that marine type of guy that yeah. you know everything is plugged in and it's already regimented and, and uh, smart, very meticulous what he was trying to get done. Seems to me, Donnie, there's some pretty good internal leadership on this team. Herms used the phrase, "What is it? Coach fed, player led, and." When I look at guys like Kyle Soley, even though he's injured, Mike Matus is going to be around the team. Ladarius Henderson, I think, has blossomed as a leader over the last four years. Uh, I think you have some pretty good leadership on this. Well, club, I tell you what, you? Herm, Herm's done a great job with that, putting those, putting the guys together that he thought would would really lead this team. And and you know, you got to think about that when you start picking out individuals to lead your your franchise in. Herm's done a, like, a great job with that because he's picked guys that not only has been here, but they understand the culture that he's tried, that he has created here, and that's important. It sure is. Well, I can't tell you how great it is to have you back in the ASU program. Uh, good to see you again after all these years, and keep up the great work, Donnie. Thanks for joining well, us tonight. Well, thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. That's Sun Devil defensive coordinator Donnie Henderson, our guest on this segment of All Aboard with Herm Edwards. Herm will rejoin me in a moment as we look ahead to the Sun Devil's upcoming season opener against NAU. But first, these messages on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. 
And we thank you for joining us for tonight's season opening installment of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, coming your way live from our new home, Dave & Buster's in Tempe Marketplace. And again, the show will uh, move next week to its regular time slot of Wednesday night, uh, starting next Wednesday, September the 7th. I'm Tim Healy, your host. Glad you're with us. Coach Herm Edwards rejoins me right now. And under the leadership of former Arizona State assistant Chris Ball, who was Todd Graham's secondary coach and co-defensive coordinator from 2012 to 15, the NAU Lumberjacks are coming off a 5-6 and six season in 2021. But the highlight of their season, arguably one of the greatest wins in the history of the school, uh, was last September 18th when the Jacks went down to Tucson and handed the Arizona Wildcats a 21-19 to defeat. And, boy, that win alone, Herm, has to get your guys' attention, I would imagine. Well, it does. And um, I watched the game, actually. Uh, I can remember watching. They do a nice job uh, with their linebackers. Um, you got a free safety that makes a lot of plays. So, you know, they're a well, well-coached football team. Not allowing explosive plays. Just play the game. Just, just play the game clean. And that, as we all know, was at times an issue last year with your club in the four regular season games they lost. The penalties and the turnovers, particularly the turnovers in the Washington State game and penalties against BYU and uh, a couple of the other losses. Uh, how do you, after seeing your team, it's kind of tough to judge when you haven't seen a game yet, but what's your sense of how this team will do in terms of cleaning up the play in 2022? Well, we've talked about it, and, and that's been the big emphasis going into the spring ball and, and now into the summer. And uh, I reminded them our first game was marred with a lot of fouls. And I showed them the stats. So here they are. Now we ended up winning. Mm-hmm. But it became one of those games marred with fouls, and we can't do that. And it's interesting because you have so many new guys. Emotionally, I don't know how they're going to play yet. i got to find that out. But I know we have to stay away from, from extending plays because of Penalty. fouls and yep. then also putting us in a negative position because of fouls and turning the ball over. We need to play a clean football game. Just play clean. How about the, what? What is your messaging to your team? You're going up against an FCS opponent in your state. A lot of kids on that NAU team from the Valley. You know that this is going to be one of the biggest games of their respective careers. And uh, for your guys to be able to match the intensity and the energy that no doubt NAU's players will have. Well, they they walk into a stadium that um, obviously they they. At, at times maybe wanted to be a Sun Devil or, you know, whatever, right? right. And, and so now they, they come in here, they'll be excited to play us. And I say that, but I also know this. Our guys are excited about playing too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of works both ways, <laughs> right? First game of the season too. That's how it works. And we have a bunch of new guys that have never been Sun Devils. So they're excited about playing as well. So this, this will be a fun game to play. What are you most anxious to learn about your team? Just watching them as the game is being played emotionally, how they they go through situations. Because a game is, you know, a game kind of flows, and, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it just does. That's, that's what happens, you know. And, and I said, look, you're not going to win the game in the first quarter. It doesn't work that way. you got to play four quarters. Yeah. And there's going to be some highs. There might be a couple of lows. How do we react to the lows? Do, do we get it out of our system and, and keep moving? along with the coaches. So that's going to be the fun part is, is, is really when the game starts now to watch how people react to what, what's about to take place on offense, defense, especially. 
Again, there will be anxiety, but it's a good kind of anxiety, oh, isn't it's it? It's a good one to have. I mean, you know, I mean, it just it, it keeps you up. You know, it, it keeps you alert. If if you don't have butterflies in your stomach for situations like this, I don't I think there's something wrong with you, don't you that's, think? That's the fun of it all. Yeah. That's really the fun of it all. That's exactly right. Yeah, we're about to play college football again, my friends. Cannot wait for Thursday night. And the Sun Devil Radio Network is going to have you covered for the uh, season opener against NAU. Our coverage will begin, by the way, at 4.30 on uh, Thursday afternoon with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show hosted by Jeff Munn. And Money will be broadcasting once again this year live from the Santan Ford Club on the East Concourse of Sun Devil Stadium. So uh, if you get a chance, drop by and visit with him. And uh, he'll be joined on that show by the man who, for the 25th straight year, will be by my side in the booth, former Sun Devil quarterback and 1987 Rose Bowl MVP, Jeff Van Raphorst, will be back with me. And along with our new sideline reporter, another former Sun Devil player, Kevin Turner, as they'll join me for the play-by-play broadcast that starts at 7 p.m. And you can hear the game, by the way, on ESPN 620 AM. Money and our great engineer, Sean Crespin, will then host Sun Devil Sound Off immediately after the game. Our thanks tonight to our Sun Devil Radio Network engineer producer, Sean Crespin, for his great help. Our in-studio coordinator is Zach Larson. Thanks to Zach. And Molly Gardner, a shout-out from the Sun Devil Radio Network in her debut. From Sun Devil Football, thanks to Nate Wainwright, Kyle Gray, Marcus Celine for their help as well. And thanks to all the great people at Dave & Buster's. Herm, great visiting with you. We'll see you next Don't week. Don't forget your following of fans that follow you wherever you go. we got to give them uh, applause, too. Absolutely. Right, let's give great them applause. fans yeah. here. At Dave and Buster's. Till next Wednesday night. For Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. So long, everybody.